Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode of the Adventure Jogger podcast brought to you by John Shep, Jen Run Ventures, Andy Markle, DJ Denton, Tara Scott, all of our Patreon supporters, and of course you. Yes, I'm talking to you. Don't trip on that route. You, the listener. The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Um, First of all, Ryan, I want to say that I have serious studio envy right now. Uh, People can't see this. Because, yeah. you know, I, I'm just I'm just a podcast, you know, but I'm going to take a ping. I'm going to stop and take a picture of this just on my phone real quick, because I yeah, want man. people to see the difference between what the adventure <laughs> joggers dealing with and what what, you know, what Ryan Clayton's dealing with. Holy cow. Look at that. How yeah, are man. you? This is the this is the YouTube setup. So it's uh, pretty easy to just like jump on a call. <laughs> no, but no, you have. I like that you have. Uh, it's beautifully decorated in the background. I'm in, yeah. my, I'm in my daughter's bedroom yeah. right now. I, I'm like in yeah, the spare bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan, thank you for slumming it on the adventure yeah. jogger. Thanks for having me on, man. Um, we have a mutual friend, and I remember. I think we do. Yeah, Matt yeah. Cantrell, and I remember. Yeah. When I met Matt for the first time. Um, I was I was crewing him and pacing him at Cruel yeah. Jewel, and he said, "Yeah, I got this other friend named Ryan who's in trail running media too." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, everybody's got a friend that's in trail running media, right?" And then yeah, <laughs> he goes, yeah. "So you were crewing and pacing him at Cruel Jewel?" Yeah, yeah, I, I I was I got the um I'm trying to think of the mileage that I got. The only thing I remember most about where I was, I had a, a bit of a road section with him, uh-huh. and there was a section. We passed this house and it said, uh, trespassers will be prostituted (laughs) (laughs) and and nothing says like rural Georgia Uh better than that. And so Matt and I stopped and we had to take a picture. Someone actually, a runner came by and I passed my camera to him. It's like, can you take a picture of Matt and I in front of the, uh, trespassers will be prostituted sign. So I did. I did that race the same year he did. And I did, I was like, we were, uh, side by side for maybe like the first 55 miles or something. And then 
we must have like split up. I I remember when we split up. So you must have paced him like after that. Point. I did. Um, do you remember rolling in to the turnaround yeah. at mile fifty something on yeah. Cool Jewel? That, that, yeah, that camp there, and there was a yeah. bunch of drunks in a oh. <laughs> in a van playing gangster rap at two o'clock in oh, the morning. That was you guys. Yeah, that was us. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, I do remember. It was like you guys had like a party van or something. No, my, my like, yeah, my buddy he bought. Yeah, he owns a running store, <laughs> and so he wanted to buy. Like this was like years ago before sprinters were ridiculous. Because now sprinters, yeah. good luck trying to find a Mercedes or a Dodge Sprinter for a reasonable price. Oh yeah, and so he found one on eBay that mm-hmm. was a was a limousine in Las Vegas. Oh my gosh! And so he bought the limousine. Had yeah. it shipped to Tennessee and wrapped it with his store logos, Fleet Feet, and then put knobby off-road tires on it, but he never oh changed gosh. the inside. So the inside is this like bench limo setup with these lights and yeah. a TV in there, <laughs> like, a, like a cooler and stuff. And so, you know, now that you're saying all of this, I like some of those memories are starting to come back. They're probably suppressed because it was at mile 55 of Cruel Jewel. But I do remember now coming up to that aid station and there was like some van playing gangster rap and there was lights <laughs> and a bunch of people drinking. And then Matt was like, yeah, I think that's my crew. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I remember um, when I was crewing, Matt, I did get a road section, and then I got I got mm-hmm. a pretty hilly section, too. Mm-hmm. So I got some roads, and I had to take, yeah. take them up some hills. And he was talking about you, because I got mm-hmm. another friend named Ryan, because, um, we were because mm-hmm. you know, it only takes about, like, 10 miles with someone, and now you're friends. Like, you didn't know each other before. <laughs> For life. But now, yeah. you're, now you're friends. Once you've dragged yep. someone up a hill, you're friends, and he goes, it's Ryan Clayton. Yeah. And, and I will admit, up until that point pretty much the youtube i looked at was uh ultra uh, ultra trail steven mm-hmm. i love steven cornhouse great dude mm-hmm. um and, and of course you know dave dylan chased the summit mm-hmm. and then i'm like well i gotta check this out i gotta see yeah. where i rank in cantrell's you know hierarchy <laughs> of friends in trail and ultra media mm-hmm. and i went to your youtube page uh, and I am second place. So I am, I am the number two Ryan <laughs> in Matt's world when it comes to, to trail and ultra media. I just love what you do, man. And I am so happy oh, that we're finally man. able to talk, to talk. Yeah. That, yeah. I, yeah, for sure, man. I, and me and Matt go way back. Like, I don't even remember. It was one of, one of my like first ultra marathons and he was running in it and we like chatted for a while yeah. and yeah we go we go way back me and matt um but yeah also very like excited to be talking to you finally like i knew so matt told me uh this past weekend that you were gonna come uh run his race yeah. that i was running yeah and uh i was excited to meet you man yeah it was a lot of fun i i, yeah. I think we finally hooked up at the end when we you and i yeah. both decided that <laughs> drinking was a better option than <laughs> continuing to run uh and there was yep. this wonderful guy named kurt who mm-hmm. is an adventure jogger fan lives out like lives like five minutes from the course for grind on the grid. And he was talking about, um, this, this distillery that used to be a school. Like he's the school he went to for elementary and high school. Oh, yeah. They turned it into a distillery. Like it's called old 55. Mm-hmm. And here I am. I'm a Tennessee guy, Ryan, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Oh, come on. I know, I know whiskey. I'm a Tennessee guy, you know, all day long. I mean, I got bourbon distilleries and Tennessee whiskey distilleries in my backyard. So he brings this back 
And I was going to be nice. I was going to be, listen, I'm not going to poo-poo on someone's Indiana bourbon yeah. parade. You know, like I'm not going to take a sip and go like, wow. But no joke. I was like, holy crap, this is fantastic. And yeah. so we're all sitting around drinking fancy Indiana bourbon out of styrofoam <laughs> cups. Don't don't call Matt and be like, that's not environmentally friendly. Okay, leave Matt alone <laughs> on that. And then you popped up and I was like, this is, yes, finally, the guy that I've seen on YouTube, here he is. Here he is. Yep. Um, yeah, finally DNF that race and had time to sit around and talk. <laughs> Well, it was fun. You know what? If I had to DNF with any other Ryan in the Trail and Ultra uh, media space, I, there's nobody I'd rather DNF with than you, Ryan. Nice. Yeah, same man. <laughs> so what did you think about that race? How, how far did you get? Did I, got, you, uh... I got 33 and I was like, I'm done. Okay. What, how far did yeah. you go? Uh, I think I went... Well, I did 42. So what would that no. be like? Maybe two more loops? Yeah, you did two more loops. But yeah, you're, better was... than me. you're better than me in everything. No. <laughs> better looking. No, that better race was... <laughs> That was fun. That that was seriously though, like the first hot weekend we've had here yeah. in Indiana. And man, I just like crashed and burned on that last lap. I like, found, was, but well, yeah, because everybody was starting yeah. to, to 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 just lose it because it was so hot. Yeah. It always sucks when that's like the worst thing about spring running. Yeah, you sign up for a spring race and it really is a crapshoot because spring race like May, like the first week of May, mm-hmm. could be fifty mm-hmm. degrees and rainy in the south and yeah. the Midwest. Or it could be 90 degrees with no cloud cover at all. And so signing up for a race in spring, especially in the lower Midwest and the South, you are really taking matters into your own hands. Yeah. And that race last year, uh, so so this was the second year for the race. Last year I went um, and just kind of like helped him out. I did like some video and stuff for it. Yeah. Um, and it was like in the thirties and raining and wind and tents were blowing away. And like, it was, it was so much different than this year being in like the eighties right. and sunny, not right. a cloud in the sky. Right. <laughs> like wildly different. And I decided for the first time, cause I, I had, um, you know, with, with a buddy owning a running store, I always get good discounts on stuff. And so yeah. he's selling rabbit things now at his at his store. It's oh, Fleet, cool. Fleet Feet Clarksville, everybody. Order some shoes online yeah. from Fleet Feet Clarksville. Good people. It's military owned. Um, and he got those rabbit high country button up running shirts. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so I bought one and I'm like, where am I going to wear this? Like, where mm-hmm. am I going to wear this and not look like a complete tool? Yep. And the answer was, I'm not going to look. I'm always going to look like a complete tool in the thing. So I decided to wear that. But what I found was the button up running dress shirt is great because you can put ice in the pockets you load the pockets up with ice and then you've got a bunch of ice on your chest that's a good idea yeah yeah that's awesome uh uh-huh yeah so that was that was a win for me yeah i definitely should have used ice earlier the thing with the thing with hot races and i guess me specifically but also this week it just like it kind of like surprised us all but like once you get to that point where you are like overheated like you're done like you had to have started icing earlier Mm -hmm. and so i needed to start icing on like lap eight or nine because by 10 i was just like i was cooked and i was like swerving on the road and it was (laughs) over (laughs) right these are the choices that i've made you know And and the difference between you and i is if if i don't talk nobody knows what i look like (laughs) 
you know, like, like if I don't say a word, <laughs> if I just quietly go through a race, yeah. nobody knows. Yeah. You, on the other hand. Yeah. Oh, there's Ryan Clayton. Do you see yeah. Ryan Clayton? He's got that n- n- normal hat on. <laughs> look at, look, it's Ryan Clay. There's pressure. I can, I can disappear yeah. into the background as long as I keep my mouth shut. <laughs> you don't have That's that true. Luxury. I mean, your voice, like you can, you can recognize it. And yeah. So as long as I keep that quiet. Um, so, yeah. so you, this is all about you. This is not about me, all right. you know, being That's the second, the second best, out. right? I'm just hanging out. It's two, two Ryans. <laughs> Two Ryans hanging out. How did yep. you like? How did you get into the world of trail and ultra? Not we'll we'll talk about filmmaking in a minute because, sure. Wow, I really love what you do. Um, but how Thanks, did man. you discover the world of trail and ultra running? Um, so it like trail and ultra running wasn't my first endeavor into endurance sports. Like I actually spent a couple years uh, in triathlon. Um, and it started like all of that started from a dare from a buddy. Like we were just hanging around and neither of us were like really that in shape. Uh, we definitely were not into endurance sports. And he was like, ah, some guy like told me to sign up for this race and you should do it too. And I was like, no. And then he eventually dared me and I eventually signed up for it. And that was like the start into like sprint triathlons, Olympic triathlons. I did an Ironman. Uh, but really the way I got into like trail and ultra was during that time, you know, I was just, uh, searching for, I guess, maybe motivation or information and was on YouTube a lot. And Mm. so stumbled upon, um, like people like Ethan, ginger runner, Jamil, um, Billy Yang, those guys. And it was just like, it just started just like watching everything that they had. Um, and really started getting, I mean, I learned uh, those first couple of years, I think I learned everything about trail and ultra running from like those three guys, basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just watching those and, videos. Uh, yeah, just tons of YouTube videos. Uh, and then, um, got into, so like sort of in the same time that I was doing triathlons, like, um, getting into Ironman, um, I started getting into ultras. And so I did a couple 50 milers, um, and then came up with a really bad idea to do my, the grindstone 100 for my first hundred miler. Oh, that was, yeah. There's so <laughs> many better options you could have picked Ryan, like grindstone, <laughs> like they should have, someone from grindstone should have said, yeah, sir, we just checked your ultra sign up. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Well, it was like, it was the qualifications must finish a 50 miler within the last year. I was like, I got that. Like no problem. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, grindstone was my first and it was like, I picked it cause it was like, it was the right time of year. It was in October. Like I really wanted to do a fall race. Um, and, uh, like, so, so I could train through the summer and, um, it was on kind of on the East coast, uh, like on the Eastern side of the U S it was like, I could drive to it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's like how I got into it. Um, and then from there, just like got the hundred mile bug really, was there a moment though at grindstone when you were like maybe i should have picked an easier race oh yeah like in the first like 20 minutes <laughs> well actually i mean it became it became uh like obvious like weeks before maybe months before when i you know because like, i signed up for i'm like okay great i'm gonna train for this and then i was like okay like wh- like how bad could 
28,000 feet in a hundred miler B, you know, right. Spread out over a hundred yeah. miles. How yeah. bad can this really be? Yeah, exactly. You do the math. It's like, it's not that bad per mile. <laughs> and then you start training for it. And I started like mimicking that type of vertical gain in my training. And I'm a total newbie at, um, training for a hundred miler. Yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds. And I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters, May 17th, do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And uh, so I would, like, I couldn't find anything close to me that could match it unless I just went to, we had this one hill that's a hundred feet tall and I would just do repeats on it. And I would, I would get to the point where getting close to that race, I would do like 30, 40, 50 repeats on it. I would do it for like five hours, <laughs> this just, one hill. And this is like and, uh, Indiana. This is like one of the Indiana. flattest, one of the flattest yeah. states ever. Like you can, right. you can be on the Eastern border of Indiana mm-hmm. And you can see mm-hmm. the western border of Iowa. You just have to yeah. just have to jump up a little bit, and you can see it. And here you are training for a race with all of that vert, and you've got mm-hmm. one hill, <laughs> yeah. one hill. I mean, it really is like now, like now that I'm like deeper into it uh, and much more knowledgeable about the area. Like I've got three or four places that I like to go that have mm-hmm. maybe like two or three hills. Um, <laughs> but like. <laughs> When I was training for Grindstone, it was like, it was seriously like this one hill. It was like a ravine, basically. And I could just go up and down it, up and down it, up and down it. And I'm glad I did all that training because I was able to finish that race. And like, it was, it was like, it was obvious during that race that like these, these types of mountain races are no joke. Like you can't just like, you can't just waltz your way through it. Um, like people say, you just got to keep going forward. It's like, sometimes going forward is like really, really hard. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds easy. Yeah. It sounds easy to just keep going, but sometimes, I mean, especially, especially when you're doing a mountain race, it's like, it's, it's not easy at all, but yeah. Uh, and then from there, like I, I, uh, put my name in the hat for hard rock and was like, Oh, you know, maybe I'll get into hard rock in a couple of years. And then as you get more knowledgeable about the sport, you're like, no, I'll probably never get into hard rock. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, it's it's so funny. There's there's a couple of races that uh-huh. when you're when you're young and naive, you're new into the sport. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? I'm a lucky guy. I'm going to be able, I'm going exactly. to get I'm going to be the guy that everyone hates that gets into Western states on one ticket. Um, Hard Rock is going to look at my awesome resume of Grindstone <laughs> and living in Indiana and say, like, we need this yep. guy. And then you soon you soon realize, or too, like people will get delusional about Barkley. And they'll be like, oh, yeah. they'll do some research and they'll go, okay, I got to send an email to Laz. Don't get mad. Laz. That's out everywhere, people. Don't get mad about that. But um, I got to send an email to Laz. And then they send an email to Laz. And they're like, I can do Barkley. And yeah. you don't realize that, no, you can't. John mm-hmm. Kelly is a freak of nature. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you quickly learn. Like, so, so when, when was your dream of, of hard rock crushed? Like when you knew like, yeah, Ryan Clayton's not running hard rock. Um, I guess, well, I guess 
to be honest, I it probably isn't crushed yet because I keep doing these races, like yeah. thinking that I can apply and keep get, and get right. in eventually. Right. <laughs> so like I've, I mean, I've applied every year for Hard Rock for like I think six years or something, five years maybe because of the pandemic. But um, yeah, I guess you know, with Hard Rock, it's one of those things where it's like it's kind of also a good motivator for mm. me living in the Midwest to go yeah. out and do some of these big epic ones. Yeah. Um, like for example, this year I, this would be my year to do a hard rock qualifier. So I'll probably either, I haven't signed up yet. I, I mean, I, I went into the lottery for high lonesome, didn't get it. Um, but I'm thinking about Mogi and monster or maybe I am tough. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a good excuse to be like, well, I have to do one of these mountain races. Right. <laughs> right. Know? Like, and then, you know, it, you know, costs a couple thousand dollars to fly across the country and hotels and everything and all that. Get maybe, maybe get a crew if you're lucky. But, um, yeah. So I like it though. It's kind of like a good, um, I mean, it's a good dream to have, I guess. You were, know. You, were you disappointed the first year of the lottery? Like, were you convinced like they're going to call my name any minute? And as they finish up, you're like, whoa, wait, did I not, did I miss it? Do I, I look at the results? What's going on here? No. So to be honest with the hard rock lottery every year, I'm kind of like, Whew, good. I didn't get picked. <laughs> <laughs> one more, one more year to practice, right. you know, Whew. like that's kind of how I see it. And same thing with Western States. Like I've been applying for Western States every year since I started running hundreds too. And every year it's kind of like you get your hopes up a little bit and then you kind of watch the lottery. And then when you don't get picked, it's a little bit of a bummer, but I guess for me, like my perspective on it is like, I'm at least with Western States, like right. I'm going to get in eventually if yes. I keep running hundreds. Right. And I would rather be as prepared as possible. Like, when I run that race, you know, like I kind of feel bad for people that get in it on their first ticket, you know, because it's like you, like you, you, you don't have the years built up to, and all of the, like the wealth of knowledge and experience to go tackle a race like that. Um, cause like I paced, um, a good buddy of mine, uh, two years ago at Western yeah. States. Oh, I was there too. You know, we were at the same yeah. race again. <laughs> Who are you pacing that year? Uh, John True Love. Okay. There was two guys from Indiana and he was one of them that got picked. He had been in the lottery for like eight years, finally got picked. Uh, and I paced him um, from Forest Hill to uh, Pointed Rocks. So like about 35 miles or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, like he's like what i mean you look at his resume he's got like 30 100 mile finishes you yeah, know like yeah. he's incredible and he goes and that race like just totally like like surprised him with the heat and then the climbs mm -hmm. and the middle of the day and like he had to rely on you know 30 100 miles of 100 milers of experience yeah. just to get to the finish line of that one and like so i'm every year i don't get in i'm a little thankful i'm like okay i'll i'll go do a couple more this next year and get some more experience you know and then when i finally tow that line like i'll be ready yeah you you're know? right because i think with races like that you want to approach it with the right amount of respect for the race knowing that yeah that there's thousands of people that want to mm -hmm. get in this thing like this is not right. the local you know kittens with cancer 5k you can show up for the yeah. day of and, and pay 35 dollars and get the oversized cotton t-shirt 
This is yeah. something that people spend decades trying to get into. Right. And there's almost like this pressure on you if you get in Western states, like you owe it to everybody in the community to train your rear end off. So when you get to the starting line, you have the best possible chance you can to get to the finish line. Because yeah. it's, I feel like not getting to the finish line, you've taken a spot away from someone else who's been trying to to get in for so long. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like everyone can approach it however they want. For yeah. me, that's probably how I would take it. Yeah. You know, I would take it very, very seriously. And I'd be like, okay, this is my one shot. You right. know, like I'll probably, like if I, it's going to take me another 10 years to get in if I try to get in again. You know, so this is my shot. Right. Like I'm one of the 387. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I have a good day out there or at least have put myself in the opportunity, give myself the opportunity to finish that race. Exactly. You know? Like give yourself the best chance. Like you have yeah. to, like mm-hmm. I would think the motivation of, and I'm not, Hey, listen, one of my favorite Western state stories of all time is two years ago, Joseph Oso bears getting to mile 99 and a half with 45 minutes to spare to the, to the end and his body shutting down and not being able to move and watching 45 minutes become a half hour, a half hour become 15 minutes, 10 minutes become, you know, 15 becomes 10, then five. And on all of a sudden, someone's like, you're not going to make it. You've made 99 and a half Mm. miles, but that was one of my, that's like, that's my favorite Western state story uh, that Mm. I've been told on this podcast ever. Um, So yeah, I mean, but Joseph went in, he trained, you know, crap just happens, but he put himself yep. in the best situation um, to finish. So just a, a teaser, everybody, <clears throat> for Western States Week, I am talking to a guy who I've deemed the luckiest man in the Western States lottery because he's run Western States twice, Whoa. one on one ticket, the other on two tries. He oh got in gosh. on I get on a one try and then two tries. <laughs> so he's the luckiest man. He basically, yeah. um, I'm going to have to get one of those. Remember back in the day when they would have somebody on TV that didn't want their identity revealed, and so they would, you know, they would, yeah, they would like put them in the shadows, and then they would use like a computer translator to to to, to scramble yep. their voice. Yep. I'm going to have to get that for this because I think he may be, end up being the most hated person in trail and ultra running. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the guy who got in on one ticket and four. Yeah. You know, or yeah. one and two, one and two tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think, you know, like there is, there is so much of that. Um, I don't know. Like people get so disappointed when they yeah. don't get into the lottery yeah. or they get disappointed in the rules of hard rock or, you know, whatever, you know, it's like, for me, I'm just, I tried to like keep myself out of that kind of headspace yeah. and just, you know, like if I want to run one of these races, uh, you know, I'm just going to keep applying eventually. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get in, maybe I never will. But the fact that I'm applying, like it, it's providing me with like, something to shoot for right like it's given me opportunities to run some of these races that i probably never you know run if i didn't you know like need a qualifier or right. something like that you know so it is weird because you know i i think it'd be easier for me to come to terms with the fact that i will never run western states if i didn't see the spectacle if i had not witnessed it twice you know not mm-hmm. have been there and yeah. seen what the starting line is like and seeing the the aid stations and seeing the atmosphere and just i mean i i've had the luxury of crewing and pacing it twice 
Um, one time was for uh, my buddy Travis and he finished, you know, under 24 hours, like 23, 45, you know? So it was like, we got to get moving. Yeah. Got to get that silver nice. buckle. So middle of the pack and then to crew and pace the next time around at the front of the pack where my buddy Kyle finished ninth, you know, overall or yeah. ma- ninth male. I mean, that was, that made it even worse. I'm like, oh God, seen it. In both seen it in the middle of the pack and the front of the pack, um, it just makes you go like, "Oh my god, I need to get in this darn thing." Mm-hmm. One it's thing a special race it is, and one thing I noticed is I was the I was the heaviest pacer by far where I was in the pack. <laughs> you know, it's like 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 I'm I'm waiting I'm waiting around like I got my adventure jogger race team shirt on, you know, and I've yep. got my my Patagonia shorts on and my, you know, mid calf socks and I'm looking good and I look around and I've got 40 pounds on everybody there. Like <laughs> getting ready to, yeah. getting ready yeah. to pace, you know, all these all these elite runners that and and then it's funny cuz you see their pacers you go, "Oh, I know them. I've seen them on, yeah. Insta- on Instagram." <laughs> They're on the podium too. Right, races, right. Yeah. exactly. Now you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to, yeah. I got to drag my guy to the to the finish line so these people can't catch up. <laughs> so, yeah, you're gonna be putting out like max heart rate for like oh god, the next, like two hours. Oh, that was that was so <laughs> it was so hard. Like he he wasn't even breathing hard. He's like, we're we're doing good, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know like, I'm supposed to be talking to you and cheering you up, but I can't even breathe. Right. Usually I pride myself on being a great pacer, you know, yeah. like like with Matt, with Matt at Cruel Jewel. That was yeah. the moment I perfected my David Goggins impression. And so we mm. spent an hour and a half and we got a crowd doing David Goggins <laughs> in different situations. And then, and, you know, I was just having a good time chatting. But when I was at Western States with Kyle, I'm like, I am going to die. Yeah, this is going to be the story of Western states. <laughs> Doughy middle-aged dad dies trying to pace elite runner at the end of Western states. Yeah. Well, you didn't get dropped, did you? I did get dropped. Oh, you did. He <laughs> got. To, he got to know it's, it was horrible because he got to Roby Point right, and I'm like, we're going to walk. Uh-huh. We're power walking this hill, you know? Because <laughs> I was like, please, you know, I was praying to the universe, yeah. like, please let yeah. his legs be trashed. So we can walk up to Roby Point. <laughs> <laughs> and so he gets to Roby Point and he just puts the hammer down. And mm. he is running like he, I looked at his watch in his final times. He was running like six and a half minute miles, those last wow. from Roby Point into yeah. the track and the finish line. Yeah. And he dropped me. And it was funny because, you know, I mean, we were at that point in the race when, you know, not how many people had finished at this point. And mm-hmm. people didn't see the color of my bib. They just saw that I was wearing a bib. And I could mm-hmm. see people being like, look at this middle-aged man. Look at this doughy middle-aged man in the top 10. They're like, oh my God, you're doing great. You're like top 10. The finish line's like a half mile. And I'm like, no, 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 guys. I'm a pacer. I got dropped. Yeah. <laughs> Stop cheering for me. <laughs> I got dropped. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to live that one down. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, there was, so last year at Western States, um, you went we with Hoka, there. right? 
Yeah. I was out there with Hoka. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were at, um, what's the, what's the last A station called with like two miles to go? Uh, Roby Point. Mi- okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we were there like right where the pavement starts and we kind of ran up the hill with Adam Peterman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's like, like it starts to get to that downhill part uh through the neighborhood and he starts putting the hammer down and like we took a like secret shortcut like through like the roads and like someone's backyard (laughs) we're like sprinting (laughs) sprinting as fast as we can to get to the track on a shortcut and we get there with like a minute to spare before he runs in is ridiculous <laughs> it's a very it's a very humbling experience uh for you yeah. to to have to hang with the elites and to go like you know because for me i don't know if did you did you know adam before that race at all or was that i've some, talked to him a okay. couple times but um not I, not I wouldn't say i know him like i i've known kyle Curtin for 10 years you know i mean he mm-hmm he's been to me he's been to my house a bunch of times i mean he used to pick up my son and take him to group runs when i was working nice. you know i mean like like we we've run many 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 races and miles and training miles together but he went one direction and i went the other <laughs> so nothing <laughs> nothing made that more crystal clear than yeah. uh, that that whole pace section where i was just yep. so, i was so nervous the whole time just looking around going my god how skinny are these people? <laughs> and you don't, like, and Ryan, you're a tall guy. What are you about? Six, yeah. two, six, two. Yeah. Yeah. So when you see these runners on, you know, on I run far or you see them in another video or you see them on Instagram or Facebook, you get an idea of the size of these runners. Yeah. And it's not until you're going to an aid station and filling a water bottle next to them. And being like, hey, what's up? That you don't realize how small some of these elite athletes mm-hmm. are. They're five yeah. foot seven, maybe 130 pounds. You know, like they're not yeah. these behemoths that, that well, I'm, I'm not going to call you a behemoth, but I'll throw my, myself in there. But, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's it's weird to see them in the in the real world, if you will. No, you're definitely right about that. There's there's some there, there's like some sort of like uh, thing that happens when you see people on Instagram or. Yeah youtube or whatever and you just think that they're bigger than life yeah and then you get you see them and you're like oh wow like (laughs) man like that's why you're fast like you're you're tiny (laughs) right exactly it's like you only have 130 pounds to move you know Mm -hmm. so that's a lot easier to get up and down a mountain but it is you're right it is such a wonderful experience and you having to see it so many different ways, you know, going to and and, and supporting a, a friend, which is a great way to see Western yeah. States. And then to, to go there with Hoka. Um, mm-hmm. How did that all come about? Um, so with Hoka, like, uh, I don't like, I just kind of like reached out to them. Um, I've had a relationship with Hoka for yeah. a couple of years yeah. and, some of the other shoe brands too um and i was just like hey if you're headed out there because i knew i mean they're sponsoring the race so yeah. i was like if you guys are going out there like i'd love to hang out and it was originally like i was thinking about um we were going to do like some video projects yeah um and then as it was getting closer to it they were like uh well let's just go out there and just like hang out <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> so, yeah. Like, 
<laughs> so we just did like media stuff, like posting on Instagram um, and following around like some of their runners. Um, we did a little bit of like meet and greets with them and um, they brought out, uh, I think they brought out like five or six people um, from different places uh, in media. Like it was me and Dave um, were out there were the YouTubers yeah. and then there was some people that were uh, like uh, they were they were writers for magazines yeah. um, there were some other people that um, yeah it was just kind of like a good mix of media people so that was a blast I mean it was it was literally like we were just hanging out like we ran me and Dave ran like the day before Western States we ran up and over escarpment and we did like the first 12 miles of the course and back and so it was like it was a blast like it was just fun that's really cool. Um, do the other people in trail running media look at you guys and go, Oh, YouTubers. The only thing worse than so. YouTubers are podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately there's a, we have a bad rap, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, listen, you like, you gotta go, listen, I am nothing like Logan Paul. I don't know yeah. what you're, what you're talking about. Uh, but yes, yeah, the only thing worse than YouTubers are podcasters. That's probably how they, yeah. <laughs> how they were. Yeah, well, and that's what, like, yeah, yeah, we do get a bad rap, I think. Um, but, you know, I mean, making videos and and podcasting is not easy work. Like, it sounds easy. A lot I, to it. I think when you do it well, like you do, and, and Dave does it really well, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and Steven does it really well, and there's a bunch of other people that do it really well. I think when you do it well, it looks easy, right? Like, I think when people watch your videos, and you did a beautiful one um, from Leadville, where you were pacing oh, yeah. at Leadville and it looks so amazing and you feel like you're there like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's I think people look at that and go like I could do that and they grab their iPhone yep. and they and they right. go like okay here we go getting the iPhone out and uh, it could do it but it's not because you really have to people don't realize that you're not just feel, what they see in the finished product is probably 10% of what you shot yeah maybe Maybe. I mean, it, it might even be less. Right, because yeah. you're trying to put together a narrative and it's right, so yeah. hard to to edit yourself, right? Because yeah. you're trying to think like, I know this shot is beautiful and I love this part, but does it serve the narrative or is it making it too mm-hmm. long? Is this, a, is this this is not the proper beat that I want at this yeah. point in the film? So I can imagine it takes you like how long? You, you, you film something how yeah. long are you editing and and trying to put this thing together? Yeah, I mean, it depends what it is. Um, so, like, I guess my channel has a kind of wide range of it's all you know running content, but I do shoe reviews. Mm-hmm. And yeah, dabble with uh, other product like some clothing, some watches, yeah. uh, mainly shoe reviews, and then like running vlogs or race videos. Yes, yep. Like if you're talking about. The, like a shoe review video um it's going to take a lot of work in uh like ahead of time like preparing right writing it out yeah uh coming up with the script uh the or sometimes just the beats that i want to hit in the video the main points um the actual filming of it is pretty quick like i yeah. can film one in you know 30 45 minutes yeah uh, but and i guess i think people don't realize that too that sometimes 
sometimes the shot of me sitting there talking to the camera can be 45 minutes long for an eight minute video <laughs> right because <laughs> there's so many mess ups right and like like i'm just you know i'll say something i'll be like oh i didn't like how that came out and i'll say it again sometimes i'll do it three or four or five times to get the right cadence i wanted yeah. or like the shoe like to look a certain way in the oh, camera or something. Yeah, think about you nail a moment in the script and you're yep. watching the film back and you're like, I had the shoe the wrong way. Yeah. Or they couldn't yeah, see exactly. the logo or something. It would drive you crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man, there's so there's so much that goes into it that um and then to make something uh that people want to watch yeah. that like has b-roll in it mm -hmm. or uh you know shots of you running yeah shots of the shoe like there's so much that goes into it so like a shoe review video is probably uh i don't know like i would say like all in all maybe like 25 20 to 25 hours yeah of like prep shooting you know like research yeah. like all that and then the filming and, and then the editing right you know editing takes a couple hours not that's kind of like the quick part right because you kind of know you kind of knowing what you've filmed and yeah. knowing kind of where it is it's easier to yeah. kind of put the shell together and then whittle from yeah. there exactly something more like uh, a race video mm -hmm. that'll take a lot longer um because yeah with that i really am trying to tell a story and i think that's one of the I don't know like i think that's one of the things that people respond to my channel yeah. uh positively uh they like the storytelling side yeah. of the race videos mm -hmm. um because there's a difference in just putting together like a highlight reel or something that actually tells a story right um and so i'm you know i'm not i'm not like perfect at it but i I'm constantly trying to, you know, evaluate myself. Where am I? Is this right. section too much of a highlight reel? Is this video too much of just like pretty shots with cool music? Like, right. not, you know, like eventually people are going to get bored of that. You know, where's the story going? Like, where's the narrative? Like, like how much of my journey is coming through the screen or through the, through the audio, you know, like what's, what feelings are coming through? Yeah. So that takes a lot longer trying to build something like that, that I'm proud of, mm -hmm. you know, like there's videos on my channel that I've just like, um, you know, you get kind of like tired of doing it. And so you just kind of have to like force it <laughs> right, to be done. Right, right. Um, but I have a lot of, a lot of the race videos I'm like super proud of. And those will take a lot longer, like a couple of weeks of editing, like, you know, every day, like a couple hours, like trying to, trying to nail down the beats and the story and, find the parts that are dragging the parts that right are just a little boring you know was there a video for you i was when i was talking to dave dylan um a couple yeah. a couple episodes ago and for him like the video that blew up his channel because you know i mean dave started you know, chase the summit just i mean in his attic you know he's making videos and you can kind of see the progression of that channel and how yeah. he's grown but he told right. me that it was the Apple Watch Ultra review that he did that yeah. like blew up his channel. Like he yeah. normally he you know he, he made a, a goal like I am going to respond to every comment in YouTube. I'm going to say thanks for watching, whatever, good, bad, or whatever. And that was the yeah. video when he couldn't do it anymore because he uploads this thing, wakes up the next morning, and it's got a ridiculous amount of views, a ridiculous amount of comments, and it kind of launched his channel into the stratosphere. 
Was there a video for you that you made where you noticed like, okay, this has now gotten bigger than I ever thought it would be? Yeah, good question. Um, I've never had a video like go viral um, like uh, some of those other guys or like so like Dave has. Yeah. Um, because, well, I don't want to, I don't know why exactly, but. Because um, you know what? The internet's weird. The that, internet's that's the God weird. honest truth. The and internet is weird. The internet's weird. And I, my, like, so my videos are less of like what's kind of like trending, what's right. hot right now. Yeah. And it's more of like, it's more of like me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I do try to like with, you know, some shoes that come out quick like i'll try and get you know a quick one out or something right. like when the like when last year when like the speed goat fives dropped like for some reason i think i got them like first on youtube like and i have no idea how because like i had them before like seth and Kafuza, like all those yeah. guys like yeah. i had them before everyone else i was like oh my gosh and so like <laughs> i did a couple runs in them made a video real quick posted it that got like i don't know like 10 20,000 views in like the first day or two. Um, that was maybe one of my only that and a couple other shoes, maybe my only like viral ish videos. But I think the video that has done the most for my channel, there's one where, uh, during 2020, uh, during the pandemic, mm -hmm. everything was shut down during the summer. Yeah. All the races were getting canceled. Um, and I just like on like a, tuesday or a wednesday or something i was like i think i'm gonna like take the day off on friday and just run 50 miles why not <laughs> and like so i put in for pto like uh and uh just like went out and it was really like like very little prep for yeah. this video very yeah. little prep for actually running 50 miles i was like i'm just gonna go run 50 miles solo went to this park uh it was like a nine ish 10 mile loop yeah. and i was like i'm just gonna do it all day i'm gonna run all day filmed it put the video together um honestly didn't think it would really do much but that's been the video that's done the best on my channel and people still watch it to this day <laughs> like it's like three years old and it's just like running 50 miles solo and like that's what that was like the whole thing the whole premise people love it isn't it and wild though i mean just to think that something you did on a whim three years yeah. ago is still bringing joy to people. Oh, yeah. And man, that's one of the things that like, I'll tell you, that's one of like one of the most rewarding parts of having a YouTube channel like mine. I guess I can just speak for myself. Yeah. Um, but having people like come up to me at races uh, and be like, dude i know you have no idea who i am but i started watching your channel and this is my first ultra and it's because of you wow. and like every time like that just like blows my heart up you yeah. know like it's just like like i cannot believe that other other people's lives are changing you know because of something i'm doing like for fun you right. know to like get like it's not you know and that's that's what early on um when i started youtube like five six years ago like there was that thought of it would be really cool to blow up and have like a hundred thousand subscribers yeah. and you know like be famous and like yeah. maybe do youtube as a full-time job you know now i'm kind of like i 
that would still be cool, but I'm not, <laughs> right. that's not what I'm like really going for. Right, right. And so, I mean, having people like just constantly, like every race I go to, it's like people come up and they'll say stuff like that. And I just absolutely love meeting people that have, you know, like started their ultra running journey because of something that I did right. <laughs> maybe on a yeah. whim, like yeah. maybe it was that 50 mile solo video that I was just like, yeah, I'm going to run 50 miles on Friday. Yeah. And there's people that like, there's, I mean, there's, there's some people that watch that video and keep commenting on it every time they watch it. And they'll say like, I watched it again. Like, thanks, man. I'm running my 50 miler in a week. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, it's just crazy. Like how much, um, good you can like put out into the world sort right. of just by doing something that you're passionate about and like just telling real stories and like just being yourself. And it's just like, that's, that's the most rewarding part about it at this point. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No, and I think that's that's kind of the, the, the beauty of your channel is it is you. Like there is no, mm-hmm. I, I don't get the sense that you're putting on a show for YouTube views. Like, you know, right. you're not going to do stupid things to get people to watch your channel. It's just yeah. kind of you sharing your experiences, um, sharing your thoughts on shoes and other pieces mm. of gear and that kind of thing. And then I think it's just kind of, it's kind of cool. I think there's real authenticity uh, to it, which I think is great. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to like, and that's one of the, that's one of the big things that I always have to remind myself um, before I start videos is just be authentic, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. it, you know, you pull the camera out when you like, when you don't want to pull the camera out that's when you need to because right. that's the part that is going to tell the story of like how this race went for you right. or how this run went for you like right. when you're when you know something in your body is screwed up it's either salt or it's something you know it's right. food you right. need a gel something and you're confused and you don't know what's going on and you're just like walking up this hill and the last thing you want to do is pull out your camera but like for me it's like that's when I pull it out and I'm like, okay, like, I'm just going to like talk to this camera for like a minute and I'll probably never use this footage. And sometimes I'll even be like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> you know, like, like I can't believe I'm talking to a camera in the woods. Right. Like, there's no one around. I'm talking to a camera, but then I'll say like a couple things about like what's going on. And then later when I'm editing the video, I'll be like, oh, you know, that helps tell the story about what happens later, you know, or that shows like how deep into the hole I got, mm. you know, around mile 40 and I wasn't expecting that. And then when I came around, you know, so, I mean, it's like, there's so much to think about, but really being authentic is something that, um, you know, I think is becoming more popular on YouTube Yeah, and something that I like, you know, I just, I appreciate that when I see other people that I can, I believe are being authentic. Right. You know? It's not this, this performance to get views yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you what, your your channel and your videos have, I mean, it's really opened a lot of interesting doors for you. I mean, how yeah. many people can say that Killian Jornet 
is their <laughs> is their coach. I mean, that's there's not many people can say that you through the magic of various whatevers. Yeah, you're a part of a program through Koros where mm-hmm. Killian Jornet is actually your coach right now. That's not like you didn't buy a plan on Killian.com. Right. And, and he occasionally sends you a video going like, good job. Like he is right. actually coaching you right now. Yeah. So um, through Koros, uh, I was invited to be part of this. Like it's like this beta kind of like test run of their new um, like Evo Labs platform yeah. and um, their coaching services that I don't believe they're going to be offering coaching through, but like people can coach through it. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, they, they got Killian uh, to um, come up with, um, you know, like kind of, it's more like a training camp and there's yeah. like 20 of us in it and he creates our schedules. Um, we follow them. Uh, he comments on them and uh i mean it's it's pretty cool like it's it's very wild uh you know the first the first day or something i think we were all on a zoom call with them and i was just like i'm on a zoom call with killing like (laughs) i could i could actually talk to him right now right i don't know what i'm gonna say but like (laughs) excuse me mr jornet i just wanted to say how great you are (laughs) yeah it's like how was your like 20 mile run this morning through right. the Alps? Was it great? Awesome. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, that's just, it's, yeah, it's gotta be the most, it's gonna be one of those surreal moments where little did yeah. I know when I was, you know, filming yourself in the, in the woods on that mm. 50 miler that mm-hmm. it would eventually take you down a path where Killian is sending you workouts and commenting on them. Um, yeah. what is something that you've learned, um, through Killian coaching you that you were like oh that's an interesting way to approach training yeah it's a good question so his big thing um that i kind of assumed just from what i know about him and what anybody can see through his performances Mm -hmm. and through what he does on strava and everything but his big thing is consistency is the most important thing um and don't be a hero in your training like don't go out and just destroy yourself if you don't need to. Right. Um, you know, like if something's going wrong on the day, pull the plug, walk away. Um, you know, you don't have to do 30 mile back to backs every weekend to get ready for a hundred miler. Like don't, his big thing is don't be a hero during training, save that for the race. Just be consistent and build yourself up. The, um, another one of his big things is, um, the most, the worst thing you can do for your training plan is get injured. So yeah. don't get injured. <laughs> and most people get injured through overuse. Right. Like that's usually what happens is they push too hard. They ramped up their mileage too fast. Um, you know, they went out and did a long run that, you know, halfway through it, they knew something was going wrong, but they just pushed through. I've done that. Yeah. You know, I, I had, you know, a couple of years ago, maybe like six months where I battled, um stuff with my it band because for i remember one specific run that i just i should have pulled the plug at 14 or 15 miles but i for some reason wanted to hit 20 and just kept going and it was like a bad decision and then for six months i battled an it band injury Mm -hmm. you know and so that's his big thing is don't get injured don't be a hero stay consistent how hard is that though for for you 
when you've got Killian looking at your stuff, right? You're like, oh, Killian just said <laughs> do a five mile run. I'm going to show this man what I've got. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not under any illusion that I'm an elite runner by any means. Like right. I'm not, I'm right. very average. Um, so, uh, that's you know that's clear i don't like um but what is very like right before like when i'm hitting stop on my watch and i'm like letting it sink to the cross platform or whatever i'm like there's just that moment of kind of like me cringing going like wow this sucks (laughs) (laughs) Killian's gonna see this (laughs) you want to send him a message like you you send a message on youtube or uh, on facebook like killian i'm one of your athletes please don't judge me poorly by the by the performance i just uploaded to koros yeah, just maybe not look at this one. <laughs> I hope he's busy today. I hope he's busy yeah. and doesn't look yeah. at this. Yeah, hopefully he's skiing all day. <laughs> right, right. Exactly, exactly. You know, I think that's, you hear that so many times from so many different runners about, you know, being consistent and not being a hero mm-hmm. in training. And you hear it more. I mean, the, the voices are getting louder of slow down in training. Mm-hmm. If you're running hard every day, you're running headlong into an injury like you've got to have those easy days to balance those hard days and it is so hard especially when you get you know early into the sport and you're enjoying it so much and all of a sudden you can do more things than you used to like you hit this this moment where you're like oh my god this is i can go out and just run 15 miles on, on on a on a drop of water and not not feel anything the next day and then you think like you have these 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 illusions of i'm awesome and then uh-huh. you keep doing too much of that stuff and the next thing you know you're burned out or or injured yeah and that's you know i think our sport of ultra running attracts people who um like to take things maybe really far or too far yes and so that tends to also put us in a bad position during training i think a lot because i mean for myself for example yeah like i will go out and like i have a hard time holding back yeah um especially when the if the weather's nice and like i'm out there oh yeah you know and it's really hard to kind of rein it back in um especially when i feel something start coming on or i'm you know i just know that okay i should i should take a rest day i should take a down day like you know maybe just do a short run here maybe just maybe just go five miles instead of eight or something you know like that's really really hard to do and i mean i don't like there's there's probably some people that can do it really well and that's probably the more successful people you see that are really consistent right um and you know it's like every spring i'm like okay i'm gonna be consistent this year i'm not gonna like overdo it in the (laughs) spring um i'm gonna get to the summer and i'm gonna be really fit and then I'm going to do these races and I'm going to have my best hundred miler ever. <laughs> and then it's like something happens, mm-hmm. you know, take us, take a run too far or too long or push it too hard or, you know, uh, didn't, didn't do a proper warm up or something like that. So when, as you get older too, like you, you always remember when you were at your peak, right. And you always yeah. judge where you are fitness wise to that peak. And even though yeah. we've been doing it for 10 years, I mean, you are going to slow down over time. It's, it's just going yeah. to happen. It's inevitable. But mm-hmm. you just can't get that through your head. You're like, wait a minute. I was doing yeah. these. I was doing these repeats at six minute miles only yesterday, yeah. only to know it was 10 years ago, you know? Yeah. 
and our ego yeah. is our biggest <laughs> the biggest problem right. when it comes to training is the ego yeah i think you know for me it's there is a there's a sense of like trying to get faster still like maybe maybe i can maybe i won't but like for me it's like trying to figure out um the other places that i can um do better and like save time in aid stations save time um with maybe not bringing as much gear to worry about right um, right and then that will you know like because i will always always overpack and then the whole oh, yeah. time i'm just thinking about mm-hmm. it and it's like i might bring three or four pairs of shoes and like you know early on in ultra yeah. running like i would change shoes a lot yeah because i just like thought that's what you're supposed to do right because like i'd still see a lot of people do it and um you know like i used to be really really afraid of blisters maybe not afraid is the right word but really like like worried about them causing problems right and i think it was because like early on i would hear people talk about you know a blister is like the worst thing that can happen to you in a race or you know like little little things like comments like that stick in your head yeah and i would like change my shoes or change my socks right like you know like and i would get really worried and stressed out if i could feel a blister coming on like now like the, it's like i feel a blister going on on my foot i'm just like i just run through it eventually it'll like stop hurting exactly. because my exactly. foot goes numb yeah. and i'll be fine <laughs> I've started you lubing know, so my feet. That's the thing yeah. I've done now, and that changes the the blister game. Yeah. When you actually lube your feet, I mean, it is the weirdest feeling in the world when you've got lubed feet with socks and you're pulling your socks on. Yeah, that squishy feeling. Mm-hmm. But you're so thankful when you take your shoes off ten hours yep. later, and there's there's no blisters yep. on it. Yeah, yeah, I do that too, and I hate like the first mile, like it's with all the lube in between your toes it's just like it's a it's a weird feeling like when you're trying to run like that but yeah it does help <laughs> lessons learned over over yeah. all of these years of doing it i hope you get into hard rock i really do because that'd make a great yeah. video yeah one you know one day one day i'll probably get into i'll get into western states before i ever get into hard rock if i ever do but that'll yeah there'll be some epic videos yeah, like that be- like i'll definitely like hire a crew or something yeah. for that, if, if yeah, that right so you can focus on on doing other yeah. things um you were mm-hmm. talking about time in between aid stations mm-hmm. and that's something that i've always thought i was pretty good at because i really have a fantastic crew and we know exactly what the person's going to want and there's everything ready so there's really never any downtime of let me go get that from the car because the way we set it up yeah. it's like it's everything's there we'll just okay we, the, the, grab that we're good to go and move on and so you know you'll you'll race 100 miles and maybe your your downtime is a minute and a half two minutes tops at an aid station which you think is great um i talked to arlen glick a while ago and uh he just ran like a 1253 at umstead yeah i thought that i had my downtime down like like i was pretty good at downtime and then arlen told me what his total downtime was for umstead and I am still floored by this number to this day. Um, he had 25 seconds of total downtime. Jeez. Yeah. He would run through aid stations and they just, his dad would just hand off water bottles and he would go. And he would, he would, fi- he figured out how to pee on the run. And he had 25 yeah. total seconds of downtime at Humstead. <laughs> yeah. Man, some of those, those front runners are crazy. Um, yeah like i the couple of years i don't remember which i think it was the 
2021 Western yeah. States. Um, one of the ones that Jim won. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We were, we were at, um, uh, we were at, I think dusty corners, yeah. uh, hanging out, waiting for our runner, John. Um, uh, we saw the front runners come through Yeah, and I see Jim coming. And so I, start filming him and he gets there and he comes up to the rope like with his two people there and he throws his bottles down picks up another bottle like he gets a sponge on and he starts running and later i looked at my footage nine seconds at an aid station at like mile like 35 or something like like nine seconds he was standing there and i was just like Oh my gosh. Like, right. And there's like, shit, these, like other people are sitting in chairs for 10 minutes and there's yeah, Walmsley's yeah. in and out in nine seconds. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's another level. It is. It, it really, it really is. And it, it is so much fun to see. And I think this episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I think this year is going to be a great year as well. Um, I think with Walmsley not running it again, second year that he's not, he's not doing it. There's a yeah. there's a there's a mystery involved. Like who is it going to who's gonna have the great day? And I don't think like when you're early on in the sport, you think like talent and skill will get you to the cougar. And then the more you watch it, the more you realize is it's talent, skill, hard work, and luck. Like you have uh-huh. to have like the perfect day like you can run it one year and you're just slamming it and then you blow up the next year and it's just so unpredictable where it's like my i don't think i've ever called a a western states winner i've never gotten it right yeah ever and Mm -hmm. so i I feel bad because you know saying that arlen glick's gonna win i think i've doomed him he's not going to win western (laughs) states now because of the adventure jogger curse you know but it's just it's it's such a it's so hard to predict that kind of stuff Mm mm-hmm Oh gosh, yeah, especially that race. Yeah, because it's the best of the best, and yeah. who's gonna have the who's gonna have the best day? That really is what it comes down yeah. to. So I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. I think one of these years, I think Camille is gonna figure it out, and she's gonna crush it. I think so too. I think what what I really love about Camille, um, and I'm uh, people. I'm trying. I've emailed and emailed and emailed. I'm trying to get Camille <laughs> on the adventure jogger. Um, she's. She, we've talked. We're trying to get it scheduled. So hang in there. Yeah, let's um, hear it. Let's do it. I think what I love about her is, and again, if if you want to drop, if you're having a shitty day, and you want to drop, that's fine. That's the choices you are making because you know what's best for you and you know what the plans are. But I always have a lot of respect for an elite athlete that. You know, Camille Heron's one of the greatest ultra marathon mm-hmm. runners of all time, period. Mm-hmm. There's no qualifier there. She's one of the best that has ever done it, period. Yeah. And for her to have a crappy day and not call it quits and run in and get a bronze buckle, you know, like how many elites are going to be mm-hmm. okay with a bronze buckle finish? and not get the silver or even get yeah. the cougar like just just pack it in and, and and call it a day but she just 
grinds and grinds and grinds. And when she has bad days, she doesn't give up. When she has good days, it's effortless. I mean, it's, yeah, she is, she is something else. Yeah. I think you're right. She's going to, it's going to happen. She's going to have the perfect day, yeah. perfect training. Everything's going to come together. She's just going to, and it's going to be, it's going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Her finish last year was very inspiring. And um, I've known her for a while, like 2019, I did a, did a documentary with her um and that was the year that she was having hip problems and had to drop at uh michigan bluff yeah um and just like uh, you know heartbroken for her um that year because she was doing well like she was still in the top 10 um and then yeah to see um when he when we came into that the eight station uh right there at the river crossing rucky chucky yeah she was laying on a cot when we walked in yeah yeah and we were like what right that's camille like like the whole aid station was buzzing like she was just there taking a nap right and the whole aid station was talking like camille's there she's like like she's got to get back up she's got to keep going and then while we were in the aid station she stood up walked around for a minute got some stuff and took off and like then she still finished like a couple hours ahead of my right but right like, <laughs> but like she finished and it was like so inspiring to like to see someone of her caliber because you're right best of the best like like maybe you know like like she can do anything like yeah, she obviously yeah. just the 48 hour <laughs> record like yeah. just insane smashed yeah. it yeah um to see someone like that of her caliber um like take the time to sit there and like get herself right yeah and then finish the race was it was really inspiring it reminds me of something i saw years ago the first time i was at western states we were at michigan bluff um that was the the culture shock there was interesting because we put our our lawn chairs waiting for our runner on someone's yard and they quickly told us to get the f out because uh, not everybody <laughs> at michigan bluff is down with the western states 100 right yeah. they don't want runners yeah. but i remember at that aid station there i was waiting for my runner it's funny how how you probably know cantrell's stride like you can tell matt cantrell's coming a mile yeah. away because you remember uh-huh. his stride so i knew yeah. this guy's stride i'm waiting for his stride to come in and i believe it was nick clark um was at michigan bluff and he was sitting down he wasn't having a great day and he just didn't look like like this is just not his day and a wife of another ultra runner like one of his buddies at some point he's down he's sitting down for like 10 minutes she goes over to him it's not even his wife it's someone else's wife going you are a professional mfn ultra runner quit feeling sorry for yourself get up out of this chair and head down that trail because you're going to feel better in five in five miles you're not going to feel better sitting here get your butt up and get moving and he looked at like and she wasn't like joking or anything she was in his face and he Mm -hmm. got right up and he started moving again that's awesome yeah nothing like having your buddy's wife yell at you to get to get moving yeah well, that's, I mean, that's some of the best advice that you can get when you're sitting in a chair is that like, it's not good. You're not going to feel any better sitting there. No, no it's not getting, it's not, the, the <laughs> chair is not moving closer to the, it's not inching closer mm-hmm. and closer to the finish line. It's staying yeah. still exactly, exactly where you are. Um, Ryan, one of these times you and I are going to have to, to crew and pace Cantrell on yeah. one of his races together. That would be a great epic team up. That'd be awesome. Yeah. We need to do that. 
Yeah. So look at Matt's calendar and then just volunteer me. So if we just just okay. say, hey, the Ryan's got you. <laughs> we'll, we'll get the party van. We'll get the limo out. And oh, so- my gosh. If you bring the party van. Yeah. That'd yeah, be epic. I'll, I'll bring the party van and then I'll bring, I'll bring my crew in the party van and then we'll have uh, a cooler full of Paps Blue Ribbon, uh, right. Gangster Rap, and you can ride go. around a race in a Dodge Sprinter limousine from Las Vegas. And there's no better way to, to, to experience racing than that. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding you to that, Ryan. All right. <laughs>